Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. I'd like to start with a little quiz. So if you'd open up your Bibles to John chapter 6, uh, they're on page, that's on page 1069 in the, the Bibles that are there in your pews, page 1069, John chapter 6. And, and I would like you to just skim through John chapter 6 and, and count how many times the word agape or love appears in John chapter 6 because this is our wrap-up to the agape, this, this love message series. So again, page 1069, just skim through John chapter 6. And, and as you're doing that, just a reminder that, that what we're celebrating is, a, is an agape, a love that is without beginning. God chose us before the creation of the world. Uh, we celebrate agape that is without condition. As we looked at the, the parable of the prodigal son, uh, we saw that, that the dad is, is waiting uh, and eager for the son to return. He doesn't wait for the son to make his confession. He just wraps the son up in his arms. It is an unconditional love. It is a love without expectation as we looked at the parable of the tenants and how, how God, even though they, they, they mistreated servant, the servants, that God sent prophets over and over again. He, he sent the servants, and then finally he sends his son because our God loves even though we mistreat what he wants to give us. And then last week we, we looked at the, the story about King Manasseh and how, how the Lord loves without limit that the all the extent that he would go to, to call somebody like Manasseh, to call somebody else like us back to himself. This is a limitless love. And today we're going to look at this love without end. And we're going to use the love chapter, John chapter 6, to study this love that is without end. So I'd just like to ask you, you know, who of you thinks that there are uh, 54 times that agape appears in John chapter 6. 54 times? Uh, how many of you think uh, 50? 25? 4? How many of you think agape doesn't appear in John chapter 6 at all? There's more of you, but I'd say most of you didn't raise your hand at all. Because you are afraid to answer incorrectly because we Lutherans don't want to be incorrect. And I have great news for you who are afraid to answer. The answer is really all of the above. Now, it is true that agape, the word love, does not appear at all in John chapter 6 which sounds crazy. Why are we using this chapter then to wrap up an agape, a love message series? Well, there are other references to agape in this chapter. Four times Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. Twenty-five times Jesus' name is used. 
another 25 times, so 50 times, Jesus uses not just his name, but he uses the pronoun I to refer himself. That's 50. So if we add them all up together, that's 54 times that Jesus is referenced. And and you're probably thinking, but pastor, uh, Jesus and agape, they are both five-letter words, but they are not the same. And I would say, yes, they are. We heard it in the, the, the second lesson, where love is patient, love is kind, love, love does not envy, it does not boast, it always protects, that we can put Jesus' name there. That describes Jesus because Jesus is love personified. You see, Jesus is all the way through this chapter, and so agape, this undeserved love of our God, is all the way through this chapter. The only question is, do you see it? Do you see agape? Do you see God's sacrificial love? I ask that because there were lots of people present that day as Jesus spoke who didn't see agape. As you were skimming through John chapter 6, you notice that the chapter starts with the feeding of the 5,000. And then after the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus sends his disciples to the other side of the lake. He walks on water. He's crossing to the other side of the lake to get away from people who wanted to make him king. Because you see, they had enjoyed eating this kind of bread, and they said, let's make Jesus king so that we can every day have a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day. And, and Jesus, you know, explains, you're looking for the wrong kind of bread. You should be looking for bread that comes down from heaven. And they say, well, Moses gave us the bread that comes down from heaven. Moses gave us manna as we wandered out in the wilderness. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. That's not really the bread from heaven. Jesus says, I am the bread from heaven. And that's where our lesson begins. I'd invite you to follow along with me as I read John chapter 6, beginning at verse 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. So they saw him with these eyes, but they really didn't see who Jesus was. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. You know, at the ministerial growth team, we, we talked about why is Jesus talking about his will and the Father's will? Aren't they one? And certainly they are. 
Uh, but he's talking to people who didn't really see who Jesus was. They saw Jesus as, as a man who was coming with his own agenda, who could do miracles, but, but God was somebody else. And so he, Jesus talks to them that way and says, okay, if that's what you think, I want you to know that I don't come to do my own agenda. I come to do my Father's agenda. My Father's will and I, my will are the same because we are one. Then verse thirty. Nine or 38, for I have not come down to do, from heaven to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Do you see it? Do you see agape? The crowds that day didn't. They had seen agape, love, the day before. They had experienced, you know, Jesus feeding them with this kind of bread. And they wanted to see every day as a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day. They wanted Jesus to show agape in this physical life right now so that we can see God's love. Now we can look down our nose and say, oh, you don't understand, but that's exactly where we are so much of the time. You know, this last Thursday morning I was visiting with a, a brother in Christ and he just said, you know, it is sometimes so hard to believe that God is a loving God when we see so much pain and sorrow in the world. Why is it that, that there is the, the, this little girl in our congregation, Liv, who, who has this horrible disease, San, San Filippo syndrome? You know, what we were saying is, God, we want to have a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day. We would like you to, to miraculously give that little girl live healing. Then we know that you love us. Later that same day, I was talking with a, a sister in Christ as, as we, we were preparing our hearts and minds for her little boy, Miles' life-threatening surgery the next day, five years old. We'll be praying for him. God brought him safely through that surgery. But, but she was struggling to believe in a God who loves because it's been five long years that Miles has been battling all kinds of Ill, I, I, issues. And, and she would just like to see a, a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day. God, show us your love by just rescuing my little boy from all the issues that he has to deal with, all the, the pain and the surgeries. And then Saturday morning, I, I got an email from a good friend who's, whose daughter, Sarah, is battling and has battled mental illness for quite a while and uh, is homeless right now because of it. And she and I both desperately wish that we could just experience a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day so that 
their daughter was rescued from that horrible darkness. Who doesn't want to see agape, God's love, in miraculous ways? That crowd that day was not unusual. We're just like them. And we can celebrate that there are some days that we certainly do experience God's agape, God's marvelous love, as he, he provides for us day by day by day, giving us children and, and celebrating baptisms. God be praised. But agape, this love that is without end, is not really seen with these eyes. That's why Jesus said it's only people who, who look to the sun, who see the sun, who see that he is agape, that he sees that he is God come in flesh, who will have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Do you see it? Do you see by faith that Jesus is the Son of God. It is seen most clearly, his agape love in the eternal life that he has given us. A life that is not dependent on what happens to this body. In John chapter 5, the chapter just before our text, Jesus makes this marvelous statement. He says that everyone who believes in him has crossed over from death to life. That you and I have an eternal life right now. The Apostle Paul in, in Ephesians talks about how we've been raised with Christ. When we were brought to faith, we were raised with Christ. We were, we were brought to life and we're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. In, at the end of Ephesians 1, the Apostle Paul says, hey, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God and is ruling all things for the good of the church. And, and in chapter 2, Paul lets us know that Jesus has slid over and, and he's made some space on his heavenly throne and we get to sit there right there with him and that we live and rule with Christ right now. We see agape only when we see by faith that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross and rose victorious and has given us a life that never ends. I call it a life that has nothing to do with this body because I see it so clearly in brothers and sisters in Christ who, who see death approaching, whose bodies are gradually shutting down, and, and, and God is not giving them a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day. God is not rescuing them from, from the gradual dying process of their bodies, and yet I see them filled with a life Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. And you see that they are filled with this life because they know that even though their bodies are shutting down, they have a life that will not end. It is an endless life, a life that goes on even beyond the death of this body. It is in this 
eternal life that we can see clearly agape. We can see clearly that Jesus is love personified. It's in this eternal life that we know that we are victorious. The only question is really, do we see it? Do we see it really right now? And then to have that confidence that we will see this endless love at the last day. Now, on the back of the worship folder in the outline, I mentioned that the last day is a John term. Kind of surprising. You know, the the Bible talks about the last days, plural. We are in the last days. The last days extend from Jesus' resurrection to the day that Jesus comes back. We are in the last days as we eagerly wait for Jesus to return. But only John uses the term the last day six times in John's gospel. John chapter 12, we know that at the last day there will be a judgment. Those who have rejected God's agape love in Christ will be judged. In John chapter 11, we know that that Martha was listening carefully to her Savior because when her brother died and Jesus said, your brother will rise again, Martha confesses, I know that he will rise again at the last day. Because it's here in John chapter 6 where Jesus uses that term four times. That at the last day, we, our bodies, will rise victorious. And it's at that last day that also with these eyes, we will see that his agape is endless. The Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us that when Jesus comes back, the first thing that will happen is the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are still alive, if we're alive when Jesus comes back, then we'll be gathered up together with them and meet the Lord in the air. The first thing that will happen at the last day is the dead rise. In Philippians Philippians 3, Paul says that, that this body that rises will be a glorious body. A body like unto Jesus' body. And, and in 1 Corinthians 11, he, he explains this glorious body that we will have. He says that, that our current body, it is sown in weakness. It, it, we plant it in the ground in weakness, in death. It is raised in power. We, we plant it into the ground. It is sown in dishonor. We know that body is already decaying as we put it into the ground. It is raised in glory. And then this is the one that I especially love. It is sown a natural body. You and I have a body that is so completely controlled by the sinful nature. It is raised a spiritual body a body that is completely controlled by the Holy Spirit, that you and I on the resurrection will have a body that is able to give true agape love to God and to each other. And it'll be our bodies. Our bodies. Job, in Job chapter 19, says that after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh will I see him, and my own eyes will behold him. Yes, you and I will see 
the endless agape with these eyes at the last day. The only question is, do you see agape now? And Jesus challenges his readers or his listeners. He challenges us to see him as he is. As the chapter goes on, Jesus talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And Jesus isn't talking about the Lord's Supper there. The Lord's Supper won't be instituted for another year after the feeding of the 5,000. What Jesus is talking about is, is the people that were standing around him wanted to eat this kind of bread. They wanted more feeding of the 5,000 kind of days. Lord, just give us what we want right now here on earth. And Jesus said, I am the bread that you really need. I am the bread that will allow you to see God's endless love. And so eat me, swallow me, hook, line, and sinker is the way we would talk about it. And so he says, eat my flesh, drink my blood, eat it up that God Equal with the Father, God has come in flesh. Eat his flesh. Believe that God has become a human being just like you. Drink his blood. Swallow it in. Believe that Jesus is the God whose blood is so precious that his blood can pay for your sins. When we eat his blood and uh, eat his flesh and drink his blood that way, when we believe that it is God who died on that cross, then whether we enjoy a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day or a day when it is all dark and gloomy, we know that we still have agape, a love that is without end. You see, the only question is, do you see it? It is hard to see that agape in the darkness of this life, in these dark, dark days that sometimes we go through. Do you see it? There were many people of Jesus' day who didn't. We're told that, that, that people were saying, oh, this is a hard teaching, and they were leaving. Jesus even asked the disciples, are you going to leave me too? And the apostles said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. There's no other place to go. Lord, I confess that I want a feeding of the 5,000 kind of day every day. I want heaven here on earth. And the Lord has made clear that's not his promise. And he invites each and every one of us to see agape. Not in simply the good things that happen in this life, but the eternal life that you have right now. 
and that we will experience fully at the last day. And so our prayer, Father, send us the Holy Spirit to give us the kind of sight to see agape, God come in flesh and blood. Amen. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.